Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 70, Relationship Breakups. Now what? It's October 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, podcaster, and I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. Relationship breakups, now what? Well, this is a very involved topic, and it's a very important topic because people lose relationships, and there are kind of divides in relationships, and that's true for both love, romantic relationships, and it's also true for platonic friendships, and they're very painful when they end, and it's very difficult. So this is going to be probably one of my longer podcasts because we have a lot of territory to cover. Because here's the thing. Oftentimes when a relationship breaks up, whether that's platonic or romantic, people can end up mortally wounded and unable, unable or incapable of having a close best friend or having a romantic partner because they're wounded and they become uh, damaged and they won't allow love. And that happens really in both platonic and romantic relationships. So this is a significant podcast because you don't want to end up mortally wounded and incapable of having a close friendship, platonic, or a romantic relationship as a result of a breakup. So we're going to cover lots of territory, and hopefully you're going to feel empowered, and you're going to feel inspired, and you're going to hear some really good news. So my request in listening to this podcast is that you don't beat yourself up. Like, just listen from a point of wonder, a point of curiosity, a point of like, oh, oh, I could try that. Oh, that might really work. Oh, like really just kind of explore how you do breakups and how maybe you could do breakups moving forward. And, you know, there's just so much. So, all right, what are we going to cover today? So what I'm going to cover is <laughs> the breakups are painful. I'm going to talk about Well, what if you were the best thing that ever happened to them? I'm going to introduce you to post-traumatic growth. We're going to talk about low self-esteem. We're going to have a brief sidebar mention of cheating, betrayals, lies, poor treatment. I'm going to talk about mistakes. I'm going to talk about rebound relationships. I'm going to talk about uh, the feeling pain and the difficult emotions which show up in breakups. I'm going to talk about growth and development, the happiness list, self-care, self-compassion, self-awareness, setting goals and taking actions, how psychology can help you, empowering attitudes and beliefs. I'm going to suggest you don't give up on love. And then I'm going to give you on top of all that some additional suggestions for dealing with a breakup as well as my takeaways and call to action. So you can see we got a lot of ground to cover today, so let's get to it. If you happen to be new to my content or new to my podcast, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my current giveaway. Well, currently I have two, but one's going to end in December, so... Um, I love give I love giveaways. They're very fun, actually, uh, and uh, I enjoy them. So I do what I enjoy, and people love winning stuff. So, you know, go to my website and enter whatever giveaway is going on. All right, next up, this is very important. This is my disclaimer. I am not a healthcare professional or therapist in any capacity. No, I'm not. And you, as a consumer, should get your healthcare or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider or licensed therapy therapist. 
So that's that's my that's my disclaimer. Now, if you are listening to this podcast and you happen to feel suicidal or you feel life is hopeless or it's too hard or you just can't you just can't do it, I'm asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. What I'm asking you to do is to talk about it, to tell people, to take action, because I promise you there is help available and people will help you. Now, it might not be the people that you want to help you. That's a whole different can of worms. But there is help available, so take the help that's available. And if you have to post it on social media, so what? Do it. All right. Next, breakups are painful. Well, there's no way around it for the most part breakups are very painful and they're very difficult. And this is true clearly in romantic love relationships, but it's also true in close friendships or, you know, if you have a best friend. So the content or the suggestions in this podcast apply to both romantic love and platonic friendship, you know, which, you know, hopefully you love your friends. I mean, I hope you love them. And so, it's powerful to acknowledge if you're going through a breakup or you've recently gone through a breakup or you're post breakup, but you haven't healed. It's powerful to just simply acknowledge that you're going through a painful period in life because it is painful and it's helpful for you to understand that it will get better. And there are things you can do that will make it easier. So you are the biggest part of the equation in how a breakup goes because you can control yourself. You can learn new things. You can do different things. So you have power and control over yourself. Now, you don't have power and control over someone else, but what I really want you to to consider is some people will let a breakup or a divorce, or a friendship ending, or a relationship ending, some people will let it break them. And you will hear people say, oh, well, you know, that love, that marriage, that divorce, that this, this person, that whatever broke me. No, you don't have to end up broken as a result of a breakup, or a divorce, or infidelity, or whatever happened. Don't let other people, don't let breakups break you because you can heal. So one of the things that sometimes people say or they feel is that, you know, I was the best thing that ever happened to them. Well, sometimes you are the best friend that they ever had, or sometimes you're the best love they ever had. You know, sometimes that's true. Of course, sometimes it's not true and you just think it's true. But It happens when, you know, like you lose your best friend and you know you treated them better than their other friends or you lose a romantic love and you know that you love them better and you were better with them or for them than other past loves. And that is just going to happen sometimes. And we're going to talk a little bit later about some of the underpinnings about why it happens. But what you have to do is pull yourself out of denial and start dealing with your painful emotions and move on. Because even if you really were like the best thing that ever happened to them, if you're not with them, the only option you have is to move on and deal with yourself. Like you're all you have if the relationship has ended or they left or they said no or whatever. And like just you can you could have some humble satisfaction in knowing if it's true that you were the best thing that ever happened to them and move on like you really can and i do think if you were truly the best thing that ever happened to them whether it's platonic friendship like you were their best friend or you know the love of your life i think that one of the things that would be helpful if it's really true I'm not saying it's not true or I'm not saying it's true. I have no idea. Is that that other person is going to know that. They know that. And they will suffer as a result to some degree, some more than others. And they will have regrets about it. That I can pretty much guarantee you or promise you. 
but you don't have to keep suffering and, and being in pain if you lost your best friend or someone broke up with you or you might have broken up with them. But in either case, I mean, sometimes you break up with other people and it's still very, very painful. You don't have to have regrets and you don't have to swallow that. So, but you're going to have to recognize that people will ditch you or ghost you or leave you, even if you were the best thing that ever happened to them. And that happens, it's more common than you would think. So if that's the case, you just have to say, well, that's not my problem. They'll have to deal with that and deal with yourself. Now, if you're not familiar with the concept of post-traumatic growth, which most people are not, including a large percentage of therapists and medical doctors, this is like this most amazing and exciting field of science. It's in the field of psychology. And what the research shows is that you can go through a deep loss, whether that's a death or uh, dealing with a major life challenge or the breakup of a marriage or a relationship or what have you. You can go through that and you have the choice of becoming a better version of yourself and to have life be richer and more rewarding. So that's called post-traumatic growth. Now, before I knew the concept or the terminology post-traumatic growth and before I knew it was this rich field of science, I used to say you want to use pain, emotional pain to your advantage. I actually have a podcast about that, which I did prior to knowing the terminology post-traumatic growth. So you can look it up. There's even a book on it. I'm a fan of using pain and hardships to grow and develop and to make life better. Because what else would you want to do with pain? Pain is painful. There's no way around pain not being painful. It is painful. So you could use it as an opportunity and take advantage of post-traumatic growth and become a better version of yourself, which means change, growing, learning, developing, and why would you not want to do that? I don't know. You could just, you could choose not to. You could choose to be the same. You could choose to suffer. You could choose to go, oh, woe is me, whatever. That's your choice. But at least now you know that you could make a decision. You could make a choice to have a breakup of whatever kind be a turning point in your life. So that's your choice. You really have a choice in the matter. Now, I want to address for a moment low self-esteem because low self-esteem, first of all, low self-esteem affects, according to the research, about 85% of the population. So that's more, more people than not. 85% is a pretty high number. And low self-esteem is a, is a very difficult issue to have. It's painful because you never feel like you're good enough and, you know, you have worries and concerns and ruminations and your inner critic is raging. It's, it's really a big problem and it colors your entire life. It colors your view of life. It colors your decision, your decisions and choices. And, but low self-esteem is not something that you're stuck with. You can build self-esteem. You don't work on self-esteem per se, you work on other things, and everything I'm going to cover as far as suggestions in this podcast will absolutely help you to build self-esteem. Now, the reason I'm mentioning mentioning it as a particular issue in this podcast is because if you are in the 85% and you happen to have low self-esteem, your inner critic and your low self-esteem is just going to be having a heyday having a proverbial party about a breakup and saying things to you like, see, you're not worthy. See, you're not good enough for them. See, love doesn't work for you. See, I mean, your inner critic and your low self-esteem is just going to have like, they're going to have a rage on. So that's powerful for you to know because there are things you can do about that. But that's just a point of reference because so many people are struggling with low self-esteem. And I, by the way, have a podcast about that, about dealing with low self-esteem. And the other thing, since we're talking about breakups, is that having dealing with low self-esteem, say you get that done, you, you, deal, you grow self-esteem, you grow your abilities, 
then the opposite of low self-esteem is having self-confidence and feeling good about yourself. And by the way, that's a very attractive trait or quality in a human being. So if you're dealing with a breakup, it would make a lot of sense to me to start taking actions to build self-esteem because you'll be much more attractive to a future you know, romantic person or to just having a really good friend. So, and plus, I have to tell you, life is so much easier when you have, you know, self-confidence and you don't have low self-esteem. That's not a, it's not a good problem to have. It's a very painful and difficult problem. So that's my mention of low self-esteem. Now, because we're talking about breakups, I also have to make a brief mention, brief sidebar into cheating, betrayal, lies, and poor treatment. So relationships end, friendships end for a variety of reasons. One of them, it falls into the category of infidelity, cheating, lies, betrayal, poor treatment, and abuse. Now, I'm mentioning this because oftentimes if you've been cheated on or lied to or betrayed or abused or what have you, that causes you to have wounds and to have trust issues. It has an impact. And my mention of this is because you want to get ahead of that. You want to start dealing with whatever happened and begin the healing work so that you don't end up damaged and incapable of love and incapable of good, rich friendships as a result of lies, betrayal, infidelity, you know, all that stuff. So what happens sometimes when someone has been cheated on or there's been infidelity or abuse or, you know, poor treatment is that people will unconsciously or subconsciously make a decision. Well, see, you can't trust women. See, you can't trust men. See, people are not safe or, boy, they're gonna, people are going to hurt me if I let them get too close to me. So those are reasonable decisions that your subconscious and unconscious mind can make and can go to without you knowing if you're not, you know, self-aware. So if if there's been any type of infidelity, cheating, lies, betrayal, abuse, you want to really bring that to the forefront of your mind and take the appropriate steps so that you're not mortally wounded as a result of that, because you don't have to be. Now, the next topic I have is mistakes. And this is very important because mistakes are part of life. However, you know, we live, a lot of human beings live like they have to be perfect. And of course, if I already talked about low self-esteem and, and that's, you know, very common where people who have low self-esteem feel like they can't, they can't make mistakes or they make a mistake, then they can't own up to it. So you want to have the philosophy or the belief or the understanding that people make mistakes. It's just part of being human and you want to have compassion for yourself and compassion for other people that other people are going to make mistakes with you because they're human. Like sometimes people will hurt you, but it's not malicious or intentional. So, and sometimes you are going to be the one who hurts someone else and it's not malicious and it's not intentional. We're just human. We make mistakes because we're not the other person. We don't have a crystal ball. So it's very freeing and helpful in a relationship breakup to understand that you might have made some mistakes or they might have made some mistakes. And, and you want to be able to cop to that. You want to be able to allow that. I mean, some people, especially, you know, in the genre of low self-esteem, they can't admit to making a mistake because it's too hard for them. It's too, it's too painful. It's just like putting them over the edge. So it's powerful to be able to have self-compassion and forgiveness for yourself and for other people. It's just very freeing and very powerful. So there are three things you want to be able to say in life. If you can't say them, that's fine. But I would 
consider or suggest that if you can't say these three things, maybe you want to get to work on yourself. Number one, I was wrong. Number two, I made a mistake. And number three, I'm sorry. Very powerful statements. I made a mistake. I was wrong. I'm sorry. And there are people who just can't say those things. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of experience with people I know. So it's powerful for you and freeing for you to be able to own any mistakes you made. And, you know, I mean, listen, it's very powerful to be able to say, hey, you know what, I was just kind of mean to you, or I think I think that was really hurtful that what I did or what I said, and I'm sorry, because you're not perfect. I got news for you. You're not perfect. If you think you're perfect, I got news for you. You are not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not even striving to be perfect. I am not a fan of perfectionism or striving to be perfect. No, I'm, I'm the opposite. Like, no, that's not. Okay. But for some people, particularly with low self-esteem, it's it's too hard and too painful. For, like they can't go there to say, wow, you know, I was just kind of mean or I was really just kind of hurtful. So it's a sign of growth and development. If you can say, you know, I was mean to them or I was mean to you or I was hurtful and, you know, like, and have it be okay though. Like stop trying to be perfect. I mean, I have moments I'm not proud of. I have plenty of moments I'm not proud of. I, I always do the best I can. And sometimes the best isn't that great. So I want to talk a minute about this, this whole piece of mistakes. Because one of the underpinnings of breakups that we don't typically talk about is the emotions of shame, embarrassment, jealousy, fear, ego, and pride. So, and this happens, by the way, in both platonic friendships, close friendships or best friends, and it happens in romantic relationships. So it applies to both, where sometimes someone becomes ashamed or embarrassed of something they said or something they did or how they handled a situation. I mean, this is ex very common. But we're not talking about it. So typically, if that happens and someone is ashamed or embarrassed because of what they did to you or what they said to you or how they handled something, the typical trajectory is they're going to retreat. They're going to withdraw from you or break up with you or ghost you or ditch you or whatever because they can't deal with those emotions. So they'll decide, I don't want to be friends with her anymore. I don't want to be friends with him anymore. Or I don't want to date him or her anymore. Or I don't want to be married to them or whatever. You know, so an ego and pride are also sometimes involved that keeps them from being able to say, hmm, you know, that just wasn't that great. And I'm sorry. So they just retreat and you know, they don't, they don't deal with it. And this, I mean, this really does, this is really the underpinning sometimes of why you lose a best friend or a really close friend or the love of your life or, you know, marriages break up and we don't talk about because shame and embarrassment, ego, pride, fears, they are difficult emotions. They're like the showstoppers in life and they don't need to be. So if you are the one who feels ashamed or embarrassed, or you know that your pride or ego is getting in the way or fears, then deal with that. Just deal with yourself. Deal with those emotions because you can. I mean, it is literally shame, embarrassment, ego, pride, fears, and uh, um, things like that that keep people from love. Like, and it keeps people from friendships. So if that's the case, deal with it. And if that's the case, well, just understand that that might be what's going on. So, you know, it might be what's going on with you and that's okay. So next I want to have a little mention of rebound relationships because they're also very common after a breakup. Now, Sometimes, and so a rebound relationship is a relationship you get into right after a breakup when you haven't even done your work and your healing and all that stuff. And they can start right away after a breakup or they can start shortly thereafter. And they typically don't go well. Now, sometimes they end up okay. Sometimes it's just like the perfect thing and it works out. But I'm suggesting to you, 
if you can avoid it, do the work on yourself and, and deal with whatever's at hand before you get into a relationship, especially if there was bad treatment, abuse, um, infidelity, you know, cheating, lies, betrayal, all that stuff. It's, it's helpful. It's just a healthy thing to do to deal with yourself, deal with your emotions before you plunge yourself in to a new relationship. And, you know, like it might work out, but, you know, it's just kind of like a word to the wise. And if you're healed and you're looking for a relationship or you're, you know, ushering love in, you know, you want to have a little caution if someone just broke up because that might not work out. So you just want to have some caution there. All right, next is to feel the pain of the difficult emotions. So breakups are painful. We've already established that. But breakups involve what I call the difficult emotions. So the difficult emotions are sadness, anger, anxiety, rejection, betrayal, resentment, loneliness, fears. You know, there's all kinds of, of emotions involved in a breakup. Now, it's not always anger. Oftentimes there is some anger, you know, feeling hurt. So these difficult emotions are the ones we typically avoid. We don't want to deal with them because they're hard. But these are emotions you can grow and learn to not only identify, but manage and process. It's part of emotional intelligence. Because sometimes what happens when you don't have skills in dealing with sadness, loneliness, depression, anxiety, anger, resentment, they just kind of build up and they lay in wait. We know from the research that the emotions you have, whatever they are, of course, usually we're talking about the difficult emotions because happiness isn't hard to process. Like you're happy, you're happy. They lay in wait in your subconscious and unconscious mind for some future time. And if they don't get dealt with, sometimes they just will erupt and explode, leaving you with a kind of hiccup or malfunction later and you can't figure out what's going on. Well, it might be the buildup of years or decades of emotional pain you haven't dealt with. So what you want to do to be really happy and healthy in life is you want to learn emotional intelligence because you want to be functional in life. You want to be able to be happy and functional in life even in the face of a breakup, no matter how painful. So speaking of being functional in life, what will help you be really functional in life is my next topic, which is growth and development. Now, growth and development is not something we talk about every day. No, it's the kind of thing people run from. I know. I'm a life coach. I know how people run from change and flee from change. But growth and development is the access to love, happiness, and all the good stuff because you get freed up. Growth and development is how you deal with low self-esteem so you feel good about yourself and you feel confident. Growth and development is how you deal with, you know, betrayal, lies, abuse, and you and you become healed. Now, I was talking to some people recently, and I used the analogy from the film The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And you know, in the in the film, the Grinch has a small heart. And it's kind of hardened and closed off. And in the film, at the end, he has that magical moment and his heart grows and grows and grows. So growth and development is really that process or that path that allows you to have your heart grow and grow and grow instead of shrink or become closed off or become hardened. And breakups are the playground where people will sometimes close themselves off to love. Now, they, they don't typically do it consciously. Typically, this all happens in the subconscious, unconscious mind, but it happens more than you would realize or more than you know. So growth and development and taking intentional actions is the access to actually heal your heart and protect your heart and have your heart be malleable. So your, your heart could be broken, but you're not broken. Your heart can be 
you know, hurting, but you're still functional in life. You still have some happiness, even though you're sad about the loss of someone or loss of a relationship or what have you, you're still functional. You're still able to be happy. So growth and development is that path. And all of my materials, all of my materials will help you get there because they're all growth and development. And I will just also mention before I move on to my next suggestion is that you're lovable. You might not feel lovable, but I'm telling you, unless you're some evil monster, which I can almost promise you you're not. I mean, we do have some evil monsters in society. We do. I'm going to be the first to admit that. And I talk about some of those people in my podcast on dangerous people because there are some bad evil and dangerous people in the world. But that's not most people. So unless you're some evil monster, which you're probably not, you're lovable. Now, you might not have been well-loved in life up till now, but it's time that you get on the road so that you can be well-loved and deal with whatever's in the way, which might be low self-esteem or could be any number of things. All right, now, when you're dealing with a breakup and you've got pain, we know you've got pain and sadness, you might have anger, resentment, you're certainly probably going to have some loneliness because whether you lost your best friend or a good friend or you lost the love of your life or your significant other or your spouse or what have you, um, you've got pain. That's what we know. And you've got the difficult emotions, whichever ones you have. So what's going to help you is to become awake and aware to what are the things that make you happy and that you make a happiness list, a list of the things that you know make you happy. Now, as a life coach, I do do, I do this with, I do this, everything I do, I do myself, by the way. I'm not like sitting here pontificating and not doing the stuff I'm recommending. I do all this stuff. So when I work with people in a life coaching capacity, they have to make a list of things that make them happy. And guess what? Almost nobody knows that. So you're not probably going to know what makes you happy. So you're going to have to be introspective and you're going to have to contemplate. And sometimes people have had so much pain and so much hardship in their life, they like have no idea. So that's okay. You want to have it be okay. And, and, and then you might have to go exploring. You might have to explore, oh, well, you know, what are the things that could make me happy? And and have it be a rich, enjoyable exploration. And by the way, when people go to make a list of what makes them happy, what typically shows up is all the things that make them unhappy. Well, that's perfectly fine. That's normal. That's reasonable. That's what happens often. So put those on your list. Don't do this. This is what makes me unhappy. Like, I know what makes me unhappy, and I don't do those. I pretty much don't do those things. So here's the thing about happiness. I mean, I know it seems, it might seem counterintuitive to you that you're in this deep period of pain uh, to do things that make you happy, but it's like counterbalancing the negative and it's going to help you feel better. And happiness is quite addictive, I would tell you, because your brain, your brain is hardwired for shortcuts and your brain likes it when you feel good. Your body likes it when you feel good. You like it when you feel good. And doing things that make you happy make you feel good. So your brain likes that, your body likes that, your heart likes that, every, every, and people like it when you're happy. So you're going to make a list of what makes you happy. And if you have to figure that out, then you're going to go figure it out. And you're going to start putting that into your life with intention. Happiness doesn't just fall on people. It doesn't just descend on them. Most people are happy, are happy by design and by intention. And I have a whole three-part podcast series on a crash course in happiness that will help you because it highlights some of the elements that are involved in happiness. So that's a very, I'm, I'm admonishing you to do that. Please do that. Please, please, please do that. Make a list of what makes you happy and start putting that into your life. Next up is self-care and self-compassion. Well, we live in a society where a high number of people are not taking care of themselves. They're not taking care of themselves emotionally. They're not taking care of themselves physically. Like, we're kind of a mess as a society. So, 
when you're dealing with a breakup and you're in this painful period of life, what's really going to help you feel better and really help you move forward is to start taking care of yourself. And for some people listening to this podcast, if you started doing this, this would be the first time in your life you really actively like started taking care of yourself. Like really, like really started taking care of yourself. And if you're not going to do it, what are you going to have your, your neighbors, your family, your kids, you're going to leave that up to somebody else? No, don't do that. Self-care feels amazing. And I have a whole podcast on self-care and self-compassion. So if you want to be healthy in life, you have to take care of yourself. And it's, it's quite involved. There's lots of things you can do. And, you know, so you're going to feel better when you're taking care of yourself and you can make it fun. Like, I, I'm a big fan of fun. Life is too hard. Life is way too hard not to have fun, in my humble opinion. So do self-care and make it fun. Now, self-compassion is extremely valuable, extremely powerful, and very helpful in life. And that's when you tame your inner critic. So your inner critic is that little voice that is constantly saying negative things to you. See, you're a loser. See, you should have done this. See, blah, blah, blah. See, you messed it up. Blah, 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 blah. So, but it's a journey to tame your inner critic. You actually have to take steps and you actually have to do something. But it's, it's worth it. It's really worth it to go on that journey. So that podcast will help you. But if you're going through a breakup, Put this on your list. You've got to start engaging in self-care and begin the journey for self-compassion. And especially if you know you have low self-esteem, I can just tell you, I work with pretty much everybody I work with pretty much has low self-esteem. And your inner critic is like the king or the queen. Like your inner critic is like well-muscled. It's like a well-oiled machine and it's just battering you. And you're, you will feel so much better when you tame it because you can tame it over time. All right, self-awareness. So part of, of dealing with a breakup is to start building your emotional intelligence because we already talked about the difficult emotions are at play in a breakup. And we're not good at emotions in general in society, and we're particularly not good with the difficult emotions because they're challenging. So you want to start to become self-aware. You want to become awake and aware. You want to start looking at your life. Hopefully you're gonna you are hopefully you've already decided at the beginning of this podcast, hey, I am gonna take advantage of post-traumatic growth and I'm gonna have this breakup be a positive turning point in my life. I hope you've already decided that. If not, well, you still have time, <laughs> you still have time to decide it. But if you're going to take advantage of post-traumatic growth, then you could go on uh, what I call a superhero journey and have your emotions become a superpower. Emotions are a superpower, but only if you learn how to use them. And that's what most people don't have great skills at. So while you're on this journey, hopefully to make a breakup be a positive turning point in your life, you can start taking a, a fresh look at life, a fresh look at yourself, and even a fresh look at the breakup and think about what you could learn from it. What are the positives? I mean, <laughs> I've learned about con people, con artists. I learned about psychopaths. I learned about a lot of things from past breakups, some of which was like, thank God that's over. Thank God I dodged a bullet. And other ones were like, wow, you know, that person was really healing to me. You know, I really love them and they're special. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. But you want to be able to take a fresh look at what could you learn? How could you grow? So self-awareness is the first kind of starting point, the jumping off point for emotional intelligence. And I highly recommend it because it makes life so much easier. Because when you really are self-aware, you're going to know, hey, I don't think I probably should do that because that's A, that's not going to make me happy because you're going to know what makes you happy because you become self-aware. And so you stop doing things that bring you unhappiness. It's, it's amazing. And, you know, self-awareness is one of your best 
weapons or defenses against having your unconscious or subconscious mind make negative decisions about either you or other people or life that can thwart you from having love. So self-awareness is very powerful. It's the first kind of starting point for emotional intelligence, and I highly recommend it. Next, while you're dealing with a breakup, what will help you be happier, we know this from the research, is to set some goals and start taking actions on those goals. Because we know that from the research, when you set a goal, whether it's, you know, weight loss or cleaning up your house or your car or going on a trip or whatever your goal might be, it doesn't have to be huge. And then you start taking actions, you will feel better. By the way, setting continuous goals, taking actions and attaining those goals is also going to help you with low self-esteem. It's not just going to help you be happier. It's going to help build other skills. So set some goals and start taking action on those goals. Now, my next sidebar is about how psychology can help, help you. So breakups are hard. There's no question. We've already covered they're hard. But sometimes people wonder after a breakup, why did it happen or why did this happen to me? And that's very reasonable and quite normal. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But you don't want to be ruminating over it. Like you want to be able to take a peek, take a look. And psychology can be helpful because if you learned about projecting and denial and gaslighting and tactics of manipulation and cognitive distortions... And, and so many other things, that can be helpful and help you power your life forward. And especially, I've already mentioned, your subconscious and unconscious mind, that's powerful, really powerful to understand. I did a whole podcast on that. It is exceptionally powerful because your subconscious and unconscious mind pretty much controls your life but you don't have access to it. So basic psychology, I'm a wild fan of because it can be very helpful and particularly helpful in a breakup. All right, next, I strongly suggest that you adopt empowering attitudes and beliefs. So your attitudes and beliefs in life are extremely powerful, but we don't often uh, talk about them. In fact, many people have their beliefs and their attitudes and they're kind of undistinguished. They kind of go through life and they haven't really distinguished, well, what are my attitudes about life and what are my beliefs about life? So when you're going through a breakup, you might feel like, oh my gosh, I just lost the love of my life. I just lost my one true love. Well, that's not going to be empowering to you. I'm just going to, I hate to break it to you. That's not going to be empowering for you. Because, like, if they really were the love of your life, or you were the love of their life, they would probably do whatever it takes to make it right and be with you. They would, they would still be with you. So if you're not with him or her, or you thought somebody was your best friend, whatever the case is, if they're not in your life anymore, you want to start putting in your life some empowering attitudes and beliefs. Because it's not helpful to be wallowing in, I lost my best friend, or I lost the love of my life. That's just not going to be helpful to you. So if it's a romantic relationship, I would suggest that you adopt the attitude that something, someone better is coming your way. And like a knowing, like I know some, you know, amazing person is coming into my life. And you could also adopt the attitude like, oh, well, that wasn't meant to be, or we weren't meant to be friends for a lifetime. Maybe we were only meant to be friends for a year or 10 years or whatever. Like, it's helpful to kind of figure out what are your beliefs and make sure that they're empowering. Because thinking about, like, say you lost a really good friend, thinking, oh, I'm never going to have a friend like that. That's not going to help you. Now you want to create, hey, I'm going to have a new close friend or I'm going to have a, a gaggle of close friends and they're going to be even better. So um, it's just really helpful to 
identify what you do believe and make sure that it's an empowering one. It's not empowering to think you lost the love of your life and you'll never find anybody better. No, that is not helpful. That is not going to get you what you want. Now, I am doing, I'm, I got an upcoming podcast about creating your life. So you want to make sure your attitudes and beliefs are creating your future in a positive way, not a negative way. So, because, you know what, you just don't want to give up on love and life and happiness and all the good stuff, which is my next point, which is whatever you do, don't let a breakup have you give up on love. And it, it happens a lot. I mean, it's sad. It's tragic. It's heartbreaking. But it's it just happens because you want to be well-loved in life. You want to have love be you know, a prominent emotion that you get to enjoy in in all areas of your life. And breakups can really thwart you from that because people end up like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do love again. It's too painful or it might not work out. Now, you don't want to do that because that means that whoever you were with, or even if it's a platonic friendship, you don't want to let platonic uh, the end of a platonic friendship mean you can't have male or female friends anymore. No, don't do that because that means that someone else was victorious over you. That means they vanquished you. That means they defeated you. You don't want to give away your power and let other people vanquish or defeat you in any way because you're better than that because you can grow you can heal, you can have the love of your life, you can have the best, closest friends, you can have that. It might just take something. So you want to be well-loved in life. You want to be well-loved in life. So do not let a breakup spoil you or spoil your future with respect to love, whether it's platonic or romantic. Now I'm going to wrap up with a few suggestions. I've already covered a lot of them, but I have kind of a little few more. All right. So number one, use the breakup to call a timeout. Put yourself in a timeout and go, hmm, that didn't go well. What could I learn? Hmm, that was painful. How can I grow and develop? You want to really take a time out and be introspective. Now, I'm not talking about ruminations and ruminating and having anxiety and just catastrophizing. No, I'm talking about, you know, contemplative, reflective introspection. So take a time out and kind of like think about what you could learn, how you could grow. Number two, build a team and take people with you. There's probably not one person in your life that you know who couldn't benefit dramatically from growth and development. So build a team and take them with you. They don't have to be, you know, having the same goals as you. Like maybe they're all married and you want to get married or maybe, you know, you just need to develop some new close platonic relationships, whatever it is, they've got their own goals or they could. So build a team and take them with you. And you want to make it wildly fun. Like just bring fun and play into your life everywhere you can. I have a podcast on that that will help you if you've gotten kind of, if you've slid away from having fun and play all the time. Next, I recommend highly, highly, highly that you set up a reward system because we're talking about change and people flee from change. People don't like change. People, you know, just try to avoid change. They do. So you want to have a reward system so you're getting benefits, you're get you're seeing your progress, and it will help you stay in the game. And I have on my Newsweek expert forum profile page, you can find all the links to the articles I've written, which you can also find on my website on the Newsweek link. Um, so I have a whole article about how to do that. So next, you want to start setting some goals and make a plan because you're going to have this amazing life, right? You're not going to let a breakup ruin you, no. And you're going to start making self-care and self-compassion a priority. If they've never been a priority to you, it's high time that they became a high priority. 
You're going to start sprinkling your life with things that make you happy from the happiness list you're going to develop. And you're going to really make it clear that this breakup or that breakup or, or even if the breakup or the divorce or whatever was years ago, that today you are making it a turning point in your life because you can make any painful experience, any life challenge or loss into a turning point, a positive turning point. And, you know, if you need therapy or help, ask for help or get therapy. Do whatever it takes to make your life be amazing. Just don't let a breakup ruin you. And then, you know, embrace your humanity. If you can't admit that you make mistakes or that sometimes you're mean or sometimes you're hurtful or sometimes you do things you're not proud of, you know, that's a sign that you could grow and develop. And, and if shame and embarrassment are stopping you from this or that or whatever, deal with that because we're not perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. And embrace your imperfections. You know, they're what make you who you are and you're very lovable. So embrace your humanity because you don't have to be perfect. And lastly, whatever you do, don't give up on love. So here's your takeaways. It's time to recognize that breakups offer you an amazing and genuine opportunity to make your life better. And takeaway number two, it's time to get on the path of personal growth and development because that is the access to love. It's the access to happiness. It's the access to all the good stuff which you really want. And number three, it's time to build a team. Take people with you. Create a name for your team. Have fun parties. I mean, you could just make this like the time of your life, and I highly recommend it because it will really help you feel better. So get on the road for growth and development. Take people with you and share this podcast to help other people who are in pain or suffering over the loss of the love of their life or their marriage or their best friend or what have you. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 70, Relationship Breakups, Now What? I hope that you're going to take advantage of post-traumatic growth and have any breakup be an opportunity to become a better version of yourself and to have life be richer and more rewarding. I mean, what else would you want to do with the breakup? If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically and visit my website where you can enter my current giveaway or giveaways. I love you. I hope you're hanging in there. Bye for now.